Welcome to the Center Point Pentecostal Church podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message. Praise God. There's an awesome presence of the Holy Ghost in this place this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. God is so great. He's walking in this place today. I got good news for somebody under the sound of my voice in this place. Somebody's going to leave here change. Somebody's going to leave this place different than the way you came in this place. I believe it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. Amen. There's no doubt in my mind, we're going to have a great supernatural move of the Holy Ghost in this place this morning. Amen. I came here highly. uh, uh, Give me a chair for my minister. Don't give me that old hardback chair. My boy needs something to relax that back. Come see Brother Cooper. Come see Brother Cooper. We welcome our evangelists in the house this morning. Come on, give our evangelists a hand clap of praise. Praise the name of Jesus. Don't he look good? I let him borrow one of my suits. Thank you, Brother Francois. Treat that man of God with royalty. If you got a man of God in your life, you need to treat him with royalty. Come on, you need to hold his name before the Lord, not every once in a while, but every day. Praise the Lord. Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. Hold that man of God's name. Call his name to the Lord. God, anoint my pastor. Give him wisdom, Lord. Give him understanding. Come on, somebody. It works. I said it works. It works. It works. Praise God. (laughs) Woo! Woo! Brother Cooper, you look slick, son. Hey, let me show you something. This is not going to be a show this morning. This is going to be something that's going to be real and it's going to infect so many lives in this place. This past week as I'm praying, I'm preaching on the supernatural church this morning. The supernatural church this morning. Wednesday night, God was wanting to move us into the supernatural. But this morning, we're going to go totally where God wants us this morning. Come on, in the supernatural. Getting out of the norm, getting out of the natural, and, and, and tapping into the supernatural of God. It's where God wants this church this morning. But as I'm praying, God puts Brother Cooper on my mind that he needs to help me this morning in this ministry, in this morning's service. So this is his genuine, custom-built pulpit, pastor-built for him yesterday. This is for him to take home, Sister Tara. This is whenever you get out of hand, his daddy gets out of hand, and his brother gets out of hand, Caden gets out of hand. He can put this pulpit in the living room and say, okay, you bunch of knuckleheads, sit down. I got a word for you. So this is what this is. This is his personal pulpit that Pastor built with these hands. Now, Brother Mickey... Don't come look at all my cuts because they're not straight. They got some gaps here and there. And I'm just excited that it's stable. Because most things I built, build is not stable. Son, you're blessed today. 
But Brother Cooper is going to help me preach, and this is how it's going to go. As I was praying, like I said, God put this on my heart, that I would use Brother Cooper this morning in the supernatural. It doesn't matter how old we are or how young we are. Or God wants to use each and every one of us in the ministry. So what a wonderful masterpiece we have here. Like I told him this morning in, in our class, in our office, in my office, God don't see him as a little man. God sees him as a giant. He's a giant in God's eyes. And today we're going to see that through the supernatural, what God's going to do in, in demonstration through a young man. But a couple of weeks ago, mom called me and mom told me and Sister Beard that Cooper was having some heart complications and they asked if we would pray for him. And I said, sure, let's pray. So we get on the phone with Brother Cooper and we begin to pray. And as we pray, man, I can feel the Holy Ghost moving. And, and this is what Brother Cooper says after the prayer was finished. I said, well, how do you feel, Brother Cooper? He says, I feel good, Pastor. That showed me right there. If we have childlike faith in this place this morning, that God would give us signs, wonders, and miracles. Come on, and as I begin to pray this week as Brother Mickey fighting eye problems, Sister Gail fighting lung problems, Brother Brent fighting sickness in his body. We got a miracle today, Sister Jan, sis, in this church, God gave her a miracle, and we are so excited about that. But there are so many needs in this place today. You may be seated. Let me just talk for a minute. And I felt like, hey, what, what would impact our life and what would move the heart of God? was to take a young man like Cooper, like Brother Cooper, and use him in the supernatural. And that's what we're going to see today. But I'm going to preach a little while, and as I, once I finish preaching, and then we're going to move into the supernatural. How's that? We have Brother Wayne sitting down in this, in this church this morning, fighting sugar. God could heal sugar. God could heal heart problems. God could heal cancer. We was... We fellowship with the Coles last night with their brother-in-law, uh, Thomas, has, as Thomas had a miracle that came from God only because the church stood in the gap. The church prayed for a miracle. And I believe that's the reason why Thomas is healed today, because the church took the time out and called out Thomas's name. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I'm so thankful for that today. Amen. Thankful, thankful that God is moving in our midst. And I'm glad that to see that God is not finished and he's going to continue on to move if we would allow him to. We're going to turn to James chapter 5 and verse 14. And what's going to happen today, I'm just going to fill you in just a little bit. I moved the pulpit back where Brother Cooper is going to be able to stand right here in the middle of everybody. And if you need anything in your life, anything, it doesn't matter what it is, Brother Cooper is going to come right here with his all. I got him a, a bottle of anointing all. Let me make sure Brother T. Paul didn't take it. Well, praise the Lord. Brother Cooper, they got, no. This is your bottle, and you bring that home too. So Brother Cooper is going to take his all, and he's going to be at your level. And he's going to anoint each and every one of you with the all. The only thing he's going to do is, he's a young boy, so let's respect him. The only thing he's going to do today is speak the name of Jesus over your situations. That's all he's going to do. Once you come up here for prayer, and there's many needs in here. As the size of our crowd, there are many needs in this place. And it doesn't matter if it's physically, financially, emotionally. 
It doesn't matter spiritually. God's going to meet every need in this church. And what is going to happen is, this is, I'm just giving you the all of the service. What's going to happen is, Brother Cooper's going to anoint you with all, speak the name of Jesus over your situation, and then you're going to move on. And if you feel like praying after that, just find your place and receive your miracle. Now remember this, there were 10 lepers that was healed. 10. So automatically, instantly, we always don't get a miracle or a healing. As the 10 lepers came to Jesus, and Jesus spoke healing on them. The Bible says they turned around and they left. They were going back to their city. And as they were on their way back to their city, they began to realize, hey, it's going. We're healed. And the Bible says one turns around and goes back to give God praise. So wouldn't that be a miracle today is, as Brother Cooper prays for whoever is sick, and you may not get your instant miracle in the front of this church, but what about on your way home? Come on, what about in your house this evening? What about Monday morning when you're at your job? Come on, somebody. What about, hey, come on, what about when you're getting ready or prepared for whatever? God instantly gives you your miracle. It could happen. James 5, verse 14. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Thank you, Lord. Is any sick among you? Let him call. For the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with all in the name of the Lord now brother Cooper is not an elder but he is a man every men's supper he tells whoever he's with hey let's get ready we're going to men's supper why are we going to men's supper brother Cooper because I'm a man I gotta be there but childlike faith come on the voice of a child, I believe it moves God. Amen. I believe it moves God into where he wants us to be. It moves us as it moves God. Amen. So, Brother Cooper, what do you think about this crowd we have this morning? Do you think there's any miracles that needs to be? Yes, sir. That needs to take place? Yes, sir. Tell this crowd, it doesn't matter what you're facing, God can heal you. Yes, once you pray and you get the name of Jesus in you, anything can be possible to happen. I feel faith in the house. Come on, I feel faith rising up in this place. Brother Cooper, that's awesome. Anything's possible. You heard it from the man's mouth this morning. Anything is possible. Thank you, Brother Cooper. Brother Cooper's going to sit right here and watch Pastor preach. Okay, Lord, we just thank you for what's going to happen in this place. We thank you, Lord, for the word that's going to go forth, but it's not going to come back void. We're going to give you the glory and the honor and the praise for everything that you're going to do in this service this morning. If you came in here with a need, you're the one, I want you to, you're the one that I want to shout. I believe it, and I receive it in the name of Jesus. Come on, I believe it, I receive it, in the name of Jesus, you may be seated. Amen. But as we was in this church Sunday morning, I mean Wednesday night, we seen God move in a mighty way. We prayed over Sister Jan with her heart conditions. She goes to the doctor, and the doctor tells Sister Jan that nothing is wrong with your heart. <laughs> nothing is wrong with your heart. 
We got to have a supernatural church. In Acts, the Bible says, and grant unto the servants that with all boldness that they may speak thy word by stretching forth their hands to heal. Listen what the word of God is saying. And that signs and wonders may be done by the name of Jesus Christ. Powerful. I didn't ask Brother Cooper to sing this morning. I just asked him to help me minister to each and every one of you. This proud grandpa that raised his kids under the fear of the Lord. And watched his grandkids grow up fearing God. And from generation to generation. And his grandson was about seven or eight years old. And he visits grandpa's church. And, and he knew that this grandson could sing. This is a true story. This boy could sing at seven or eight years old. So the first thing he says, he says, I want so-and-so to come up. I want him to sing for the church this morning. And so he gets up to sing and and the, the only song he had on his heart is what he sung. All my exes live in Texas. He says, my son, my grandson done backslid, cut the mic off. But anyhow, we're not going to ask Brother Cooper to uh, sing this morning. But anyhow, we're going to ask him to preach with pastor this morning. Amen. But his biggest crowd that Sunday morning was at church that Sunday morning. And he's singing, all my exes live in Texas. But anyhow, from the very beginning of the book of Acts, there were supernatural things that happened in the church. It went beyond the natural and the normal. Miracles was just a lifestyle, meaning this. It happened at any place, at any time, and at anywhere they were. Miracles was their lifestyle. In the church of a one God apostolic tongue-talking church, it ought to be a normal, natural lifestyle. Come on, it ought to, we ought to see miracles and signs and wonders happening, not just every once in a while in this church, but every time the doors open. He's a miracle worker, Brother Jordan. Miracles has not ceased from the very beginning of time. Miracles and wonders followed the church. Through the book of Acts, we see that God was the worker. He worked miracles, and it didn't matter what they needed in life. They believed God for anything and everything. And we, as his children, the Bible says it does God good to do good unto us. Acts, and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open unto you. That's God's perfect will and his perfect plan for the church to be healthy. He wants us to be healthy physically. He wants us to be healthy mentally. He wants us to be healthy financially. God wants us to be healthy in every area of our life. But signs followed them. Amen. It followed the believer. Look at Mark chapter 16, our reading text, that whoever is sick, call upon the elders, anoint them with all, pray the prayer of faith, and guess what? God will do the rest. So here we are just a few weeks ago. Now this is so powerful. The Bible said in Acts, 
that with all boldness they spoke the word of God. With boldness they spoke the word of God and things happened. Okay, beautiful. Two weeks ago, Chad, Wally, and Jessica sat in this church. And some of you know them, some of you are akin to them. Praise the Lord. So we know them. But I went to tell them by after service, and they left. So I go to my house after church, and I'm working on one of my old junks. And the Lord begins to speak to me. You missed it this morning. I said, what did I miss? He said, you let that young lady leave this place with so much fear in her life. She can't hardly no longer take it. And I apologized. And I said, God, I am so sorry. So I said, I'll tell you what I do. I mean, I don't know how God talks to you guys. I don't know what conversations you have with God. But God just talks to me plain like I'm talking to my family or my wife or you guys. God just tells me what I need to do. He don't cut the corners. He, don't, he just tells me what I do right, and he tells me what I do wrong. That's just God and I. That's our relationship. So he tells me, you let this girl leave with so much fear in her life. I said, okay, God. I text Chad. I said, hey, if you don't mind, call me. Put me on speakerphone because I got a prophetic word for Jessica right now. So he calls me, puts me on a on speakerphone, and I begin to give her the prophetic word that God has given to me to give to her. So... She, she's just on the other end, bawling. After I text her this, Brother Chad texts me back, so much needed. We live in a hurting world where people are hurting all around us, even people in our church are hurting. So anyhow, I thought give Sister Jessica that prophetic word. I mean, I was bold. You know, like Peter and John, silver I have none, but such as I have, I'll offer unto thee. Them guys had some boldness about him. So anyhow, I put that Peter and John spirit in me that morning, that, that evening, and I gave her the prophetic word that God had given me. So after I give it to her, Brother Greg, about an hour later, the devil said, man, you bold, huh? What if she dies? And I started thinking, huh? I just gave him a prophetic word. And what if? I said, God, what if? He says, where's your faith? Where is your faith, Coral Beard? He said, if you're going to walk, he said, if you're going to give a, word, a prophetic word, then you better walk in the prophetic. I said, okay, God, I'm sorry for doubting you. He says, okay, Coral, he says, your faith, you need to work on. He said, if you're going to pray for somebody in my name, then you better expect something to happen when you do lay hands on them. Oh, I got some people with me this morning. Some are hey, some will leave this place sick, undone, I'm telling you. But somebody's going to leave this place this morning with a miracle in their life. Praise the Lord. So, sis, Sister Becky, I, I, I said, okay, God. And you know what God tells me? God says, if you're going to walk in it, then you better believe in it. You better believe in whoever you anoint with all that I'm going to do a work in their lives. And I said, okay, God. He said, then I'll tell you what you need to do. Continue to walk in the boldness. He said, because I love your boldness, Coral. 
He says, it's what I lack in my church is boldness. We ought to walk in our community with a bottle of all in our pocket every day. When somebody says, hey, would you pray for me? Oh, we're not waiting till church service. I'm not waiting till tonight. Well, what you need right now? Because I'm fixing to anoint you with all, and I'm, I'm fixing to pray the prayer of faith, and I'm fixing to what? Oh, my God. I'm fixing to what? God, do a miracle in your life. So God tells me, he says, you continue because I love your boldness. It's what people need. People done sat on the, on, on the miracles of God. They sat on the promises of me. And they don't see it happening because they don't believe it anymore. He said, but continue to work in boldness. He said, you work in boldness. And he said, you work on your faith. And he said, you let me take care of the rest. Because your name, Carl Beard, is not on the line. My name is on the line. But if you speak it, something is going to happen. If you claim it, something's going to happen. If you, oh my. Hallelujah. But these signs shall follow them which believe. We got Brother Darrell sitting at home with some, some, some kidney stones. He can't come to church this morning because he got kidney stones. What if the church would wake up and say we have all power because God has given us that power when he filled us with the baptism of the Holy Ghost to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And if they have any sin, God will forgive them and they will be set free from anything in their lives. That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. He's the God of the impossible. Like my little preacher said this morning, God could do anything. How many of you believe that? That God can do anything. The book of Acts opened up referring the former book of Luke that was written. The book recorded, recorded Jesus being both to do and to teach healings and signs and wonders throughout his whole ministry. That's all you've seen him do. Teach and watch miracle after miracle after miracle. He did it. The works in John chapter 14 and verse 12. The works that I do. Thou shalt do also. And greater works than these shall he do. Who's the he? He do. That's you and I, Brother Jordan. That's the church. When Jesus left, he told his disciples. He says, I may leave, but I'm going to give you the authority to use my name at any time. So when the disciples lived on earth for whatever amount of years they, they lived and they were taken off of the earth, God's miracles did not cease. So what he did was, he says, greater things, Brother Francois, that you and I will be able to do. Meaning this, these miracles didn't cease when the disciples left the earth. God put that power in the church's hand. 
I'm glad I believe and I belong to a church that believes God for anything that we need. Come on. It doesn't matter how deep in sin you are in. We know a God that can reach into Mary Clay and pull you out of your own sinful lifestyle. I'm glad I belong to a church that if somebody has cancer, that we can pray over them and God can dry up every cell in their body. That's the God I serve this morning. The God of the impossible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's okay. Let's rejoice. That's what we come to do. We come to have fun in the Holy Ghost today. We come to see God operate in the supernatural today. We come to say, to get the old flesh out of the way and say, come on, Jesus, have it your way today. Let someone be blessed. Let someone be healed. Let someone be set free in the name of Jesus. The supernatural church is who we are. Jesus says, except we come as a little child. A little child. We got to come as a little child. You know why God used that example? He got a pure heart. And God honors pure heart. He honors purity, period. Get real is what I'm going to tell some of you in this place this morning. The reason why you ain't got your miracle yet and the reason why you ain't been delivered yet is because you never got real with Jesus. Get real. God lays a table before each and every one of us today and it's up to us to go to that table and get what we need from Jesus. Everything and anything. If you are hooked on drugs, God could deliver you in this place this morning. If you are hooked on pornography, men and women, God could deliver you this morning. Oh, you! <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Whatever you are hooked on this morning, God can unhook you from it. Do you realize Romans 6, for the wages of sin is death. You play in sin, you die in sin. It's just that simple. That simple. Because one sin leads to the next sin. Read your Bible. When Jesus went to the other side, what he meets? A man full of devils. So you think that boy, that man as a child was full of devils? No. As he began to grow up, he began to pick up this devil. He began to pick up another hitchhiker that met with that devil. He began to pick up another hitchhiker that, that met with that devil. And the next thing you know, he had 2,000 devils inside of him. So that's what sin leads us to. Destruction, then hell. Ooh, that's a strong word, pastor. Yes, it is. You need to read your Bible. There's no in-betweens. This purgity, purgity, junk, you know, the stuff that they teach, that's not real. We're going to heaven or we're going to hell. It's just that simple. But choose you this day who and where you're going to spend eternity. Come on, somebody. There's no in-between. I never read in the Bible where they had a, 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 a third place. We're going to spend eternity somewhere. And that's why we got to make sure down here we got it together and we got it right. Don't worry about what man tells you. Worry about what the word tells you. When he said you must be born again, you better be born again. If you're going to see the kingdom of God, you better get the Holy Ghost. You better get baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ or else you're going to miss heaven. 
except the man is born again. I know this is some pretty uh, different preaching than probably some of you ever heard in your life, but the truth is going to always be the truth no matter who is preaching it. If you're old. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. This, hey, listen how powerful this is. A Sunday school teacher asks his students one day, he says, what is a miracle? And one smart little boy says it like this. He says, a miracle is something that can't happen but happens. Only God. Only God. I, these eyes and these head, and, th and this head, not these heads, this head, have seen so many miracles, so many things that God, not man, God. Like I said Wednesday, I seen from a heart transplant. Come on, somebody. A heart transplant. And, oh, huh, your heart is not that bad. Maybe we just need to put a pacemaker. Huh. Third visit. Huh. You don't need nothing. It's only God. Come on. I seen stage four cancer with only months to live. And somebody grabbed up, up enough faith to come to the man of God where he can anoint them with all. Pray the prayer, anoint them with all. And guess what? Now it's up to God. Stage four cancer, Brother Bubba. Had enough courage to come to the man of God and anoint him with all. And the next thing you know, this visit. <clears throat> Well, you know, it's, it's not as bad as we actually really thought it was. But there was something. But let's just wait a couple more months and go back over there. And <clears throat> maybe we need to take some more testing, another x-rays, maybe. And they take another one and they do their little thing. And they, huh. You see it right here. This is what it was. That, that, that was the spot. You know, this is just stage four. <clears throat> but this is what we see now. Come on, this is what we see now. For the signs and wonders shall follow. Come on, they shall follow. Come on, you're not listening to me. They shall follow. Come on, they shall follow. Come on, how many believers are having this place this morning? They shall follow. Come on, whose report shall we believe? Come on, seriously, whose report shall we believe? I'm almost finished. We're almost fixing to do our thing, Brother Coop. Softball tumor cancer in a right lung. Not six months. 
get your house in order because you got six weeks. Your time is very short here on earth. So make sure you got everything right. Builds up enough courage, born and raised a good so-and-so good man. I'm not going to name denomination this morning. I don't want to take nothing from no one. I just want to add on to what you got. And Brother Rodney, he comes to me, but he had faith in this man of God. And I'm very thankful. I anoint him, Sister Carol, with a softball tumor in his right lung. He couldn't even sleep on the side. He, he had to s sleep sitting up in his recliner. That's how much pain he was in. And he got to where he couldn't take the pain anymore, so he goes to the doctor, and the doctor gives him this bad news. So in the front of everybody, God told me to anoint this man with all. And I anointed him, him with all. And from a softball in two weeks, Brother Jason, two weeks, not two months, not two years, not 20 years later, he's a right now God. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Come on, Hebrews 11, 11 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence that things have not seen. So he needed some now faith. He couldn't wait till next year. He only had six weeks. So we pray, I pray for him in front of all his millionaire friends. And God did a miracle in his life. Shrunk a softball into a golf ball. And went in there and done surgery. And the man never took radiation or chemo. Now whose report are we going to believe? Come on, whose report are we are going to believe? Come on, we got to stand on the word of God. Let me tell you something. If God said it in here, guess what? I am crazy enough to believe that my God that I serve could do anything that I need. I believe it. I believe it. He can do it. I said he can do it. Let me talk to some backsliders in here. You feel like you're too far gone. You're never too far gone. If you drifted away from God and you drifted away from church and you drifted away from the things of God, there's still hope for you. Brother Keith, I'm driving to Houston, Texas one day, and I pull up into a church because I was about 6, about six o'clock. I said, you know what? I'm going to church tonight. I wasn't dressed in a suit, but I didn't want nobody to know I was a preacher. I just want to go get some word. And leave that place and go to the auction. And I drive in this parking lot and this little young man drives up next to me. And I watch him for about 15 minutes. Boy, he puffing them cigarettes and he flicked, flicked it in the church parking lot. Puffing another one. Train smoking. Chunk it out there on the um, church parking lot. And I'm like, man, this little dude ain't got no fear. I mean, this is the, this is the holy grounds. <laughs> this is where God dwells. This is not your house. This is God's house. Respect it. Honor this place. Respect this place. This is the house of God. It's the dwelling place for the Holy Ghost. It's where God comes every Sunday and every Wednesday to meet needs of people's life and people's lives. So, Bubba, look, this is kid you not. The guy sits right there and man, God begins to speak to me to go witness to this little guy. So I go just small talking for a minute and his name was TJ. I said, what's up, TJ? I said, I'm being, I said good, good to meet you. I said, you come to church over here? He said, man, 
I used to come to this church. He said, I'm a backside, Brother Bill. He said, I've been out of church for years. He said, I come over here. And I said, say what? You're out of church? I said, dude, you know what time it is? It ain't time to get out of church. You better listen to me this morning. It ain't time to walk away from this. If there's ever a time we need to put our feet in the concrete and say, God, I ain't moving because I know you're coming soon and I'm going to stay solid, I'm going to stay firm until you come back to get me out of here. So this young man began to tell me his story and began to tell me why he was. He said, Brother Ben, he says, it don't do me no good to think about church because I done went too far. I said, boy, somebody been lying to you. And you're listening to the wrong voice. I said, you're not too far gone. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, he said, well, let me tell you how sad this is. I said, well, tell me how sad it is. He says, I'm here today to go meet my mama. I said, well, that's good. You come to church. He said, no, you don't understand. He says, I owe a drug dealer $140. And if I don't come get $140 from my mom, he threatened to kill me. Right here in Beaumont, Texas. He said, he will kill me if I don't have his $140. I said, well, T, let me and you make a deal. You know, God loves you, number one. And he's never, ever going to hate you because he has an unconditional love for you. I said, do me a favor. He said, what's that, Brother Beard? I said, how about $140? Go pay your drug dealer, and I'll meet you back at this place at 7. Tears begin to roll down his kid's face. He said, you are serious? I said, man, serious? That's a heart attack. Here's $140. Go pay your drug dealer, and I'll meet you at this place at 7 o'clock. He goes and pays his drug dealer $140. Sure enough, 7 o'clock, you know where he meets me? In the front of the church. His mom, his uncle, and all the whole family goes to the church. But he's lost. He walked away from God and feels so broken, so empty, because he feels no one cares, just like this big teddy bear. You got a pastor right here love for you, boy. Pastor loves you too, girl. And what happens? T.J. pays his bill comes to church, and I'm telling you the God's honest truth. Before TJ, me and him walks through this big old church. Nobody knew me no more than Adam and Eve. We walked through this big old church, and I was walking like this. And he was walking like this. They ain't got no shame when you live for God. God takes that all away. The Bible said we can come boldly before the throne of grace. And he's just to forgive us. So he wakes it almost to the altar. And he falls on his face. Tears begin to wet the front of his shirt. He begin to just fall in love with Jesus all over again. In a matter of minutes, God fills PJ or TJ with the Holy Ghost, restores this man. God's not a respecter of person. I don't care where you are, where you've been, or what you're even doing now. God will forgive you. God will set you free where you are right now. That's the God we serve. He's the God of miracles, deliverance. God has set anybody free that wants to be set free. Amen. The supernatural church. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now, my question today is this. What do you need from God? What is it? What's your hang up today? What's been stopping God truly from moving in your life? Somebody under the sound of my voice, listen to me. 
if you're halfway in this, I'm going to tell you by experience, if you're halfway in this, you're miserable. Totally submerged, completely mind made up. I'm in this. But as long as you straddle the fence, you're going to be the most unhappiest person on earth. Even though you come to church every Sunday, even though you faithfully pay your tithes, even though you faithfully, faithfully to everything that God has for you, but if you're straddling the fence, you're going to be a miserable person. Choices are up to us. You either in this or you're not. But I promise you this, if you can ever get in this, totally in this, you will be the happiest person on earth. I wish I could convince someone in here today, what you're lacking right now more than anything in your life is totally just be committed, 100% committed, not to pastor, but to God. No matter what comes my way, if I'm committed, everything is going to be okay. If I'm into him and he is into me, everything is going to be okay. Brother Cooper, come on, get you all, my baby. Didn't Brother Cooper do a good job today? He just sat down. He relaxed in his chair. Grab you all, Brother Cooper, and walk right here with Pastor. Let's stand. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come. If you would like to connect with us further, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Centerpoint Pentecostal Church or just search Centerpoint Pentecostal Church on Facebook. If you would like to join one of our services in person, the service times and address are in the podcast description. Thank you and God bless, and we hope to see you on the next episode.